Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 well. It truly does not matter who the host is. You are listening to the Rated R Safety Show coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. We are streaming across the multiverse of different things related to Safety FM. We are at safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv. And now we are streaming across multiple platforms. And I would like to welcome our newest platform into the mix. We are now streaming live on LinkedIn. So, thank you. I was kind of happy that that ended up happening. Um, Finally, that ended up coming through. Definitely something that's been in the works for a little bit. Wanted to talk about it, but it had not been done yet. It had not been finished. It had not been finalized. So, for the people that have been through the, with the audience for a period of time, I appreciate you coming back. But let me kind of lay out some of the ground rules for the people that are here via LinkedIn, because they might not be familiar with what we do here. So this show is related to what we talk about is all things safety. We also talk about the things that are going on inside of the industry. We talk about the things that are going on inside of the news. We do listen to the chats and what's going on there. So if you do put something inside of the comments, normally it will pop up on my screen. Sometimes it doesn't. I just want to be honest with you. But we do take the mature approach on when it actually comes to this. So I like to let people know right away that if you are watching on the screen, it is for mature audiences only. 
I'll bring this up for today. Put that in the corner. That way you can actually see it. I don't want anybody to get scared off in exactly what we're doing here. So as we do talk about the different variations of what's going on in the news, we want to talk. We want to have the different conversation piece. The other portion that will take place as we move forward. This show originally started off as a rant show. So let me explain what I mean there. People would come on from time to time and talk about what was frustrating them about their job. Of course, now being on this new business platform, it might make it a little bit more interesting to do so. We would cover people's voices. We would cover some different aspects on what was going on. And some people were getting scared off from time to time. So we got to the point where we were doing the hiding of the voice. And that kind of worked out. But then people got kind of a little bit more worried that the personalized stories might be a little bit too detailed. Then things started coming in where they would want me to read them as what these rants were. That didn't work well because I didn't have the same emotional attachment to it. So we've adapted a little bit. There are some people that are out there trying to imitate some of the things that we do, and I chuckle as we do this. What we want to bring to you is current information that's going on across the news and in the world of safety. Now, we will tell you we do have a whole slew, and I will say the word slew, of reporters that actually will share what's going on inside of the news before I give my opinionated version of the news, because that's exactly what it is. It's an opinion. Now, if you're not familiar with the show, I want to make sure that we're clear. This is my opinion. I do the research on the news stories that I talk about. Not everything that I say Safety FM agrees with, and that's okay. What I ask you in return as you do take a listen to the show is this. Vet the stories. If I say something, do your own research about it. And what do I mean by research? Don't just do a Google search. I'm talking about take a deep dive on what I have said. Look at multiple authors. Look at the source material on where it's coming from. I will tell you there has been news stories that we have reported here that have been absolutely incorrect. We go back and we retract them afterwards. Doesn't happen on the same episode. So just in case, if you're not familiar, we are a radio show that is also a podcast and also now a streaming versionality of this. So I don't want to go too long because there are other people that have been here with us for quite a while. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start it off with something called Feature Story News. They are our reporting source and tells us everything that's going on inside of our universe. And then we'll move forward with what needs to be done. You'll notice that I'll be looking around from time to time on what's going on because I have comments that come in. I have screens that I'm looking at to make sure that our feed doesn't go down. We also have a radio station. Yeah, sometimes I'm an army of one. Not all the time, but it does happen sometimes. Today's one of those magical events. So let's move forward and let's get you into some feature story news. And let's get you rolling and bowling on the Jay Allen Show, which is not the Jay Allen Show, because this is the Rated R Safety Show. So I just want to throw you off and plug my other show at the same time, too. Did I do that on purpose? I'm not sure now. Let's just move forward. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Giles Gibson. U.S. President Donald Trump has suggested delaying November's election, citing unsubstantiated concerns over mail-in voting. The president has repeatedly linked mail-in voting to election fraud, but experts have dismissed his claims as preposterous. Rebecca Foster reports from Washington. In a tweet on Thursday, President Trump said mail-in voting would lead to the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history 
without providing any evidence. He suggested delaying the election until people can properly, securely and safely vote. Pushing back the election would require a change to federal law, meaning it would have to be approved by the Senate and by the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives. President Trump is trailing his rival Joe Biden in multiple key swing states. Rebecca Foster, Washington. U.S. gross domestic product fell more than 30 percent in the second quarter, the biggest decline on record. The figures are nearly triple the previous record decline for Q2, set all the way back in 1958. Here's FSN's William Denslow in New York. U.S. economic activity contracted by an annualised rate of 32.9% in the second quarter as COVID-19 derailed the country's economy. Consumer spending accounts for around two-thirds of the economy, and this alone took around 25% from the total GDP figure. Analysts say the bulk of the losses were seen in April, when COVID-19 prompted shutdown measures across the country. GDP declined 5% in the first quarter of the year, but the Q2 numbers weren't as bad as the 34.7% drop that some analysts had been expecting. William Denzelo, New York. And liftoff. As the countdown to Mars continues, the perseverance of humanity launching the next generation of robotic explorers to the Red Planet. And finally, that's the sound of NASA launching the Perseverance rover on its journey to Mars. The rover's mission is to hunt for signs of past microbial life on the Red Planet. Rachel Silverman has the details. The Perseverance rover is scheduled to land on Mars in February at the base of a crater rich in deposits that could have helped preserve signs of life. The Perseverance is carrying 23 cameras, a small helicopter named Ingenuity, and three small silicon chips with the names of nearly 11 million people who signed up to have their names ride along on this mission to the Red Planet. Rachel Silverman, San Francisco. And just one other headline to bring you. The funeral of the late civil rights icon and congressman John Lewis is taking place in Atlanta. Former presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush and Bill Clinton are set to attend. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Is Europe now in the grip of a second wave of COVID-19? That question was sparked by comments made earlier this week by British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He said some European countries are now exhibiting signs of a second wave. But is that accurate? Dr Amish Adalja is part of the Johns Hopkins University team tracking the virus worldwide. It's not so much useful to try and number the waves. We have to realize that this virus has established itself in the human population. So as people socially interact, you're going to get resurgences. And the key question is, do countries have enough public health capacity to keep those cases from spilling into hospitals, starting chains of transmission that land on vulnerable people? And it does look like some countries have achieved higher levels of control. Some countries have much better ability to contact trace and diagnose uh, patients. And there are other countries where they have been complacent. And this is going to be reflected in when people social interact, cases are inevitably going to occur. And in those countries that are well prepared, you will not see the percent positivity of tests rising. You won't hear about hospitals being put into pressure. But it's going to vary depending upon whether they took the time during their lockdowns actually invest in the public health infrastructure needed to live with this virus. There's a similar debate taking place in the US, where many public health officials believe the dramatic increase in COVID-19 infections is not, in fact, a second wave, but merely an extension of the first. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks.
FSN is an independent source of news for TV, radio and digital networks worldwide. You can find more of our minute-by-minute updates on Twitter. Follow us there at Feature Story. And we have a wealth of audio and video stories from our global news bureaus on Facebook. You can find us there by following Feature Story News. Stay tuned for further updates right here. But for now, that's the latest from Feature Story News. Giles Gibson reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Well, 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 what do you think there? So how are you enjoying this so far? Feature story news. It's roughly about noontime in the Eastern time zone. Just in case if you did not know, today is July the 30th of 2020, day 212 of the year, and also only 154 days left. For the remainder of this 2020 thing that we've been talking about, just in case, which if you're not sure what you're watching, because I know it can get very confusing or listening to you are listening to the rated R safety show. Now, as I did discuss earlier, what we do, let's just get the show rolling and bowling. The other portion that I want to make reference to, we have disclaimers throughout the wazoo here because of some of the stuff that I say. Some people are not a fan of the things that I say, and that's okay. I'm perfectly fine with that. So let's move forward and have some conversations about what the hell is going on inside of the news. Oh, yeah. And I do have this bad thing that I curse every once in a while. Sorry about that. Kind of. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So taking it top from the multiverse as we have the discussion of what's going on today inside of the news, let's go ahead and take it from the top right away. As we are going to go through this, let's go. Four Alabama correction officers were indicted on Tuesday on charges of beating a prisoner who was on the ground Fleeing. Okay, so they were fleeing. Also, they were filing false incidents that were occurring. Sergeant Keith Finch and Connection Officers Jordan Thomas and Kevin Blaylock have been charged with deprivation of rights under color of law in 2018 incidents in the Bibb Correctional Facility in Brent. Thomas and Sergeant Orlanda. Yeah, Orlando is actually the name there. Walker are also charged with obstruction of justice for allegedly filing false reports claiming all four ceased once the prisoner was on the ground. Apparently, that was not the case. According to the news story, the indictments come less than a week after the Justice Department of Civil Rights Division released investigation results showing that they found reasonable cause to believe that there is a pattern or practice of excessive force with prisoners in the Alabama prison for men. Finch, Thomas, and Blaylock face the maximum sentence of 10 years in prison if charged, and Thomas and Walker could face a maximum of 20 years if convicted. So that's what's going on right there, right away as we talk about it. Now, I do have somebody coming in through the LinkedIn universe that is saying that it looks a little bit choppy. Here's what happens sometimes. I'm going to tell you, we do some high quality stuff. And let me, that probably sounds very bad as I say it. So let me tell you what we got going on. Our frame rate is 60 seconds or 60 frames per second. And also the other side is we're doing it at 1080p. We also have our sound going through with a multiflex of different things going on here. So maybe that could be part of the reason you could lower the quality a little bit and it will probably actually correct itself. 
just in case. Just wanted to make sure that you understood what was going on. We also do have some other options, not trying to get anybody off of whatever option they're using, because I know that that's a big no-no these days. Want to keep them on the multi-platform that they are available. But anyways, going back into the news story real quick. So imagine, real quick, as we're having the discussion, you have people that are beating up prisoners that are correctional officers, according to the news story and what the investigation shows. So if convicted, if convicted, because this is an alleged, you know, this is an allegation, alleged allegation of what happened. So if they are convicted, do they end up going to the same prison where they worked at one point? What kind of cluster do you think that would be? What do you think will end up taking place there? Think about it for a moment. I mean, you have to kind of put into retrospect the different things that are out there for sure. But how does that work, especially inside of the prison facility? Because that's something that we have to talk about for sure. A virtual meeting of House Judiciary Antitrust Subcommittee brought together head honchos of the world's biggest tech companies on Wednesday over allegations of antitrust violations and using their technology to influence political outcomes. Yeah, you heard that part. Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, Sunday Pachah from Google, Tim Cook from Apple all joined virtually and answered heated questions from both sides of the aisle. Democrats were concerned that the big companies were elbowing out competitors while the GOP congressman made the attack about censorship. Did you see this news story yesterday? What is your general thought process as you hear this? Do you think things are getting censored out? Now, I know that most of my the people that pay attention to what we have going on at Safety FM that we refer to as normally as Safety FMers, they think that most of the times things do get censored. We do talk about the different things that get censored inside of organizations from time to time. So we try to cover a kind of a big bulk of things just to make sure that we're all on the same side there. But as you're looking at this, and there's this whole question of political censorship, and there becomes this whole conversation about actually people going away from doing Facebook ads. And nothing against Facebook, because we are on Facebook currently. How do you look at that? How do you move forward? Do you say they are censoring people? Do you look at it as well and say that these big tech companies are influencing elections? Most people stand on one side or the other, and I'm not picking here. I'm just asking the question of what you think. Because it's going to be important, especially when we start getting further down in some of these news stories. Anyways, let's continue. North Carolina is placing a curfew on sale of alcohol. Sure, a lot of people are not going to like that. Democratic Governor Roy Cooper. Did I say Cooper? I meant Cooper. I didn't mean Cooper. I meant Cooper. Announced a part of the executive order 153 restaurants and breweries, wineries, and distilleries must stop selling alcohol drinks after 11 p.m. And are banned from selling it until 7 a.m. in efforts to lower the number of COVID-19 cases. The rule goes into effect on Friday and will remain in place through August the 31st. So, let's talk about this. As we do see cases rising, 
there seems to be a lot of influence on when they start talking about doing stuff at time of night. Questions have come up from other sources, and I'll ask, because we're here together right now, about does it have a higher concentration level in regards of getting COVID-19 at night over the day? I'm just asking. I'm asking to ask the question, of course, because that's what I do. I ask questions. So what do you think about that? And now we can talk about people socially get together at the time of night doing whatever they're doing. I'll try to keep it clean today. Duh. Kind of. But think about it. Think about how that works. I don't understand the difference between nighttime and daytime. And I'm talking about why there's such a big emphasis about not doing anything at night. Unless you're essential, of course. But what do I know? I am just a guy behind a microphone. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. So let's continue, continue, continue. U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agencies arrested 19 people in connection with suspected human smuggling. In Southern California on Tuesday, agents spotted a panga boat that loaded a beach near San Clemente. And it was intercepted as the passengers as they hurried to the waiting of the Calafia Beach, south of Los Angeles, south of Los Angeles. The boaters and the drivers of the vehicle were Salvadorian citizens, were all arrested in connection with an alleged smuggling operation. So some of these news stories, as we talk about them, you're probably going to sit back, depending if you're new to the show, and go, okay, Jay, why are you talking about this? Because this does not relate directly to my little world, my little world of safety, my little world that I talk about all the time. And there's a reason about it, because here's the thing. I've come to the conclusion, as being involved inside of the safety world, we have to have some things that are common denominators and to talk about with some of our employees, fellow team members, and so on. I bring this up because I think that it's important to understand what is going on inside of our country. What are you thinking as I say that? Does it bring any kind of retrospective ideas to you of things that you can talk about? I talk a lot in regards of different scenarios on things that could potentially revolutionize the way that people think. You want to talk to people sometimes about things that are not related to work. This is why I talk about a lot of the stuff that I talk about. And I am saying stuff today. So think about this as we have the discussion. Now, keep in mind, you're more than welcome on hanging out in the chat box. Say whatever you got to say. It, in some occasions, it does go across all the different systems. In some occasions, it doesn't work at all. I'm not going to lie about it. I know that, you know, a lot of people don't ever want to talk about behind the scenes stuff. I, on the other hand, am terrible at that stuff. And I'll kind of tell you exactly what's going on. And some people don't like it when I do that. But that's okay. Three inmates in the Gwinnett County Jail in Georgia are being cited, or credited, better saying, with helping save the life of Sheriff Deputy. Well, that's important. Deputy Warren Hubs appeared to fall asleep on the job, but then suddenly fell onto the floor and started bleeding from the head. 
Inmate Michelle Smaltz took action, hollering and screaming and banging on the door of the cell to try to get someone's attention. As soon as all the inmates started making noise trying to get someone to help the injured deputy, all of the banging, shouting helped Hobbs regain consciousness as he was able to hit the button that unlocked the inmates' cells. Two of them took them and used the phone of the deputy, the deputy's radio, better saying, to turn around and do a call. Other officers soon arrived and thanked the fast-thinking inmates as Hobb was now recovering at home. Isn't that different? Duh. A lot of jail stories today. I'm sure I'm not. that's not going to make us popular here on the multiverse side of, of LinkedIn. Excuse me. But it's something to think about as we talk about this for sure. Anyways, we do a lot of weird things and talk about some weird things. So let's not make it any weirder than what we normally do. And let's talk about our little friend out of Michigan. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Hey, we always have to try to be something around here. A woman in Michigan was arrested after allegedly setting up a Jeep on fire. Now, this actual video has been making the rounds in social media where the lady actually does, or the individual, we won't even say who it is at the moment, turns around and actually sets a vehicle on fire. And all of a sudden you see them almost literally fly back. Anyways, the incident was caught on video showing Sidney Parham dousing a black Jeep with gasoline and setting it on fire. When the vehicle ignited, Parham got knocked back by the explosion. As for why she torched the Jeep, the owner says he has no idea. He has no idea. Now, automatically, when this thing started making the rounds, the whole thing came about of, hey, it's circulating because of the purpose of insurance fraud. That was a lot of the comments that were there. So I don't know. I'm not a big insurance fraud kind of guy, so don't know how that actually works. Well, I mean, I know how it works, but don't go down the path. But as I look at it and have the conversation, how does the guy not know why she was dousing it? Did she get confused about what the vehicle was? Or who it belonged to? I asked the question because I think it's intriguing. Because here's the other portion. As we talk about a lot of the shit that we're going to talk about today. You're going to have to look at this and go, these are also things that sometimes can occur inside of an organization. Where people set traps up. Set fraudulent claims. I don't think that people go to work with the intention of getting hurt. But there are some people that like to do some weird things inside of the system. Not saying all people. Let's just kind of be realistic here. But you have to look at it and go, okay, these things occur, and why do they occur? How do these things happen? So think about that as we do move forward here and have some more conversation on the Rated R Safety Show.
You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So we talk about that right now with everything going on. There's a lot of innovation going on inside of our different worlds, inside of our different multiverse, inside of our different systems. What do you think about this one? KFC released a fried chicken sentence Crocs. Yeah. Crocs, the shoes on Tuesday, and they sold out within 90 minutes. The bucket clogs went for on sale for $60 a pair with a $3 from each sales going towards the KFC Foundation Employee Scholarship. They sold out in 90 minutes. So Kentucky Fried Chicken now has essentially a shoe that is available that will also smell like chicken while it's on your feet. Are you hearing that? I mean, realistically, I want you to kind of analyze what I'm telling you. Kentucky Fried Chicken has a shoe that you put on on your feet that smell like chicken. So do your feet smell like chicken once it's all set and done? What do you think? Anyways, I know that that uh, Crocs, for the most part, are not allowed inside of work environments. I'm talking if you're doing heavy-duty work type of things. And I only reference that from the standpoint of this. There are some steel toe ones. I think they're custom-built is the way that it works. But isn't that interesting on how that ends up working out, for sure? Anyways, let's continue. The market saw a modest gains on Wednesday as the Federal Reserve showed intentions to keep the interest rates low between 0% and 0.25% until the confidence that the economy has overcome the COVID-19 crisis. Alphabet, Facebook, Google, and Apple each had positive results one day where their CEOs all testified before Congress. General Electric Company sank about 4.3% after the company posted a larger-than-expected loss during the, lo- during the most recent quarter. So you as a safety professional, because that's the people that I normally talk to the most, have conversations with, how does it actually work? Do you turn around? And have these conversations about finances with people? And if not, where are you vested? What are you doing with your money currently to make sure that it's good and sound? Duh. I'm just asking the question, of course. You don't have to tell me directly. But think about it for a moment. Think about how that ends up working and how that ends up going. Just a thought. Anyways, A surfer in Texas helped save the lives of two women from the rough waters of Hurricane Hannah. Johnny McGee told the local Houston station that he heard the women screaming for help after a huge waves swept them up into the water. He paddled out on his surfboard and had the woman each grab one of his legs. And he paddled them back to shore. On their way in, three of the three other men came up and helped McGee get the women to safety. 
Hurricane Hannah made landfall in South Texas, a Category 1 hurricane, on Saturday, but weakened to a tropical storm as it headed inland. So it's fantastic to hear that there's still great people out there that will come out and assist when people are in trouble. Because, you know, sometimes we have some doubts about that stuff. But there are good human beings out there. Category 1 hurricane. As you are aware, there are some hurricane-like winds, tropical storms going on in the island of Puerto Rico currently on this particular day of July the 30th of 2020, just in case. It's been a very interesting year so far with everything going on. Now, I have to tell you that Johnny McGee is somebody who I look up to now. 67, surfing, and going out there to rescue people. Not a lot of people would have the guts to do that. I, I mean, I have no concept of surfing. And I don't know how I'd react. I mean, I try to help people when I can, but damn. Grab a leg and we're going to get you back. And you know that this was not one of those normal calm reaction things. Because that's not what happens when people are on the verge of drowning. And things along those lines. So what do you think? How would you would have handled it? What's your thought process behind that one? Think about it. There's a lot of places to go there. Inside of most organizations, there are things that are known as hazard matrix. So if you were a lifeguard on the beach, saying hypothetically here, was there a hazard matrix for something along these lines? Don't worry, I'm not going to be pushing any hazard matrix software towards you anytime soon. Because I know that there's been some, some fear that that was going to be what was going to take place. That's not the platform that we use here to do that. But I want you to start thinking in this matter in regards of what is going on. Just my thought, of course. What do I know? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety in a way never heard of before. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So if you're in the older demographic, such as myself, yes, I do. I am a lot older than what I look. I just want to throw that out there just in case if there was any concerns. But yes, I am much older. But something is making a comeback that I did not expect to see make a comeback. It was kind of popular when I was a kid. So we're seeing a lot of these now. Now, I have to tell you, I have questions for the safety pros that are out there that would actually be using these things as well. But we are starting to see booming sales on slip and slides. Yeah, you heard me here correctly. Slip and slides. Whammo, who first introduced the fun water activity back in 1961, has seen sales jump 180% since April. The numbers make total sense as the coronavirus has forced many public pools and water parks to close. Back in April, Todd Richards, president of Whammo, said that the company saw 10 consecutive days where sales doubled each day. As of now, the SNS slip inside just in case, is out of stock. Whammo Frisbee sales have jumped up about 500% in the same timeline as boogie boards have skipped up. Yes, that is a play on words for sure. 
300% since then. So what do you think? What is your thought process as I am telling you this? I think it's definitely something to think about. I look at it and I go, there's so many different things that you can do outside now, but only if you're kind of in your little small, little compact thing. Now, I'll tell you, I talk to a lot of people throughout the different industries, and we have conversations about things related to coronavirus. And believe me, I am no subject matter expert when it comes to that, but I do have conversations. I'm sure I'm like everyone else. I have an opinion. Duh. But as I look at this, and I was talking to someone who I know, and they were stating that what they have been doing is they've been quarantining with friends. Now, I am not sure 100% what exactly that means. Wasn't quarantine to be a separation of things? And quarantining with friends kind of does not mean a separation unless you're just kind of doing a bubble i mean that would be like me having a block party and saying hey i closed down the block we're having a party at the end of the block here but it's only my friends and i i mean it's a little bit contradictory right and i don't know if i want to be hanging out with every dick sam and harry as this goes forward So what's your thought process as I bring that up? How do you look at it? How do you look at the whole quarantine thing? Is it depending on the area? By the way, we talked about it two days ago. About how it actually looked. About how that aspect should be. We talked about a place, a little island right outside of Italy. That had 800 people that lived there and no one had a case of it whatsoever so as you look at it what are you thinking can you quarantine with multiple people that are not related i've also had friends that are told me they went on trips tested before tested during tested positive not tested positive tested afterwards it all depends on how you want to take a look at it it all depends on what you deem important for yourself I am kind of a weird cat, and I have stayed locked up for a long period of time. And I'm pretty sure that you have not know what we have going on most of the times here. I, you kind of figured out that it's pretty strange what we do inside of the Rated R Safety Show. Duh. But anyways, before I get too hung up on what's going on, let's get you into the main story. Because I think that's going to be important. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So let me kind of make sure that I'm clear as I have the conversation here, because I think that this is going to be very important. This show, we are not politically affiliated with anyone. We don't lean left. We don't lean right. We don't go down the middle. We talk about what we see coming up in the news. So about give or take... Eh, I want to say about 25 minutes ago, the BBC has released some information about the good old president. And here we go is what it says. Donald Trump suggests delay of 2020 U.S. presidential election. Donald Trump has suggested November's presidential election to be postponed, saying increased postal voting could lead to fraud and inaccurate results. 
He floated a delay until people could properly, securely, and safely vote. There is little evidence to support Mr. Trump's claims, but he has a long rallied against mail-in voting, which he said would be susceptible to fraud. U.S. states want to make postal voting easier due to the public health concerns over the coronavirus pandemic. Under the U.S. Constitution, Mr. Trump does not have the authority to postpone the election himself. Any delay would have to come and be approved by Congress. The president does not have direct power over the two houses of Congress. So the story goes into saying, what did the president say? And this is, was in a series of tweets, because that's how we do a lot of communication nowadays. Duh. Mr. Trump said universal mail-in voting would make November's vote the most inaccurately and fraudulent election in history and would be a great embarrassment to the USA. He suggested without providing evidence that mail-in voting, as it is known in the U.S., would be susceptible to foreign interference. The Democrats talk of foreign influence in voting, but they know that mail-in voting is an easy way for foreign countries to enter the race, he said. Mr. Trump also said that postal voting was already proving to be catastrophic and disastrous in areas where it was being tried out. In June, the New York... In, New, in June, New York allowed voters... To vote by post or post, you know, going to the post office, sending it through the mail. The Democratic primary poll for the party's presidential candidate, but there have been a long delays in counting the ballots and the results are still unknown. The U.S. media reports that there are also concerns that many ballots will not be counted because they were not filled incorrectly and do not have postmarks on them. That is part that shows that they were actually sent in before the, it officially ended. However, several other states have long conducted postal votes. So as I talk about this, and I don't want to go too long into exactly what the article says of the BBC, and that is available on the BBC website. That's bbc.com forward slash news, World U.S. Canada. So as they talk about this, what do you think will occur if there is a vote that goes into place about being a delay? What do you think will occur if there is a delay across the board? Are you up for the idea? Are you against the idea? I mean, let's be realistic. It does not matter what side of or what type of work you actually, let's kind of backtrack here. What kind of work you do. As we are having the conversation, you're going to turn around and probably ask me, Jay, what does this have to do with actually being involved in safety? Well, depending on how you look at it, it could have a lot to do with it. It could have a lot of that to do with that particular conversation. Think about this. Things that have impact inside of the outside world, most of the times will have an impact inside of your work. Most of my employees, team members are actually virtual. Do you think this will be a conversation piece? Duh. Do you think this will be something that's discussed? Because... It is something that's already starting to make the rounds as of this morning. So it's something that we have to talk about. You're already seeing it there. You're already seeing it on social media. And let's be realistic. More than likely, you are watching us via social media. 
or you're listening to us later in the day via podcast, or you could be listening to us right now in real time on the radio station. There's a lot of things that end up happening with the court of public opinion. And we talk about that a lot here on the show. So I just want you to think about what kind of impact this will have inside of your world. What will go forward, what will change, what will not change. By the way, if you're wondering why I continue to cough, like I'm going like a crazy person. I did a speech yesterday, I think for almost like four hours straight, two interviews and so on. So not woe is me, this is what I do. So I've been losing my voice during the week, so I apologize about that. This is not great representation of what I should be doing on LinkedIn. Anyways, just want you to think about a couple of different things that we have going on here. So will a delay change things inside of your organization? Will your workers react to X, Y, and Z if there is a delay that is passed? And if there is a delay that's passed, how long do you think it will go for? Or do you think that this is a total waste of our of our time in regards to having this conversation? Duh. Duh. And we should just proceed forward and say, okay, let's just stop talking about this shit because it's not going to happen. I don't know. But it's something we definitely have to talk about regardless of how you look at it. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's continue talking a little bit about what's going on inside of the swamplands here. President Trump wanted tech companies testifying yesterday to know where he stands on censorship and influencing American elections. Taking to Twitter, just as testimonies went underway, he said if Congress doesn't bring fairness to big tech, which they should have done years ago. Let's try that again. Years ago. I will do it myself with executive orders. In Washington, it has been all talk and no action for years. And the people of our country are sick and tired of it. Despite the threats of executive actions, the big wigs defended their organization organizations as protections of free enterprise and thoughts and ideas if you actually did take a listen to that yesterday or saw it in the news whether the companies have the outright broken censorship laws which they largely believe to have not or have gotten too big for big for fair competition may moot the technical point a recent pew poll yeah i said pew poll Show 72% of Americans adults think that social media giants wield too much power with agreement along the party lines. Okay, a lot of convo here, a lot of stuff to break down. Number one, talking about what's going on there or what the president was treating, was tweeting out, he's entitled to his opinion. He's entitled to say, hey, this needs to be done. He's the president, that's what he does. The other portion as we move forward. Do you believe, do you think that social media has a lot of influence on what people do? Do you think that a computer algorithm has you down so well that they know what to show you next? It's a conversation we've been having here for months. If you've been hanging out with the show for a period of time, you know this. So I just want to make sure, especially if you're new here, I like the noobs. I like having the conversation. I like the people that have been here for a long period of time, too. We get to hang out and do a lot of cool stuff. But think about it. Think about it as we have the conversation. 
How does this actually work for you? Do they have too much influence? And I want to be transparent. We are currently on multiple social media platforms, including Twitter. Yeah, you can actually be on Twitter via Periscope, just in case you didn't know. So what do you think? Where does the influence come from? Have you ever ran an ad on a social media platform? If you haven't, it's pretty interesting on how it works. It asks very detailed information for the people that you're looking for. These algorithms are quite fantastic on how they work. I like them. It's pretty interesting on how it does happen. But you can narrow down to the area and the kind of person that you're looking for. We give all the data to them. I mean, let's be realistic. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm giving data. I'm giving my voice. I'm giving a picture. I'm sharing my audience. I'm not trying to scare anybody. Same thing. Anything that we do, that's what we're doing. So how do you look at this? Have we given these companies too much information? If you look up any information about last year, companies that managed data made more than oil companies last year. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Companies that managed data made more money than oil companies. Something to think about for sure as we move on. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So just in case you did not hear this, a photo taken by Joe Biden, notes captured by the Associated Press photographer, is leading many to believe that his top pick for the job of VP is Senator, Senator Kamala Harris. The handwritten note reads, Kamala, followed by do not hold grudges. Campaigned with me and Jill. Talented. Yeah, it does say talented. Great help to the campaign. Great respect to her. Harris once pre- once was a presidential candidate, had en- has endorsed the campaign for Biden since March. So what do you think? What do you think about that as you hear it? And I know I don't like to talk too much about this stuff, so I'm going to kind of ease back, like really ease Duh. back. Just to make sure. But what do you think? When do you think that they will? I don't know if they've announced it yet, but when do you think he'll announce who he's going to, Joe Biden, that is, on who he's going to have as his running mate? Think about it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about some different things that are going on around the multiverse here. So Lori Lauren, inside of Celebrity News, here we go, kept her birthday celebration low-key this year. A source told Entertainment Tonight that the actress spent her day with her family as priorities have shifted. Since all the drama surrounding her part of the college scandal began, Lauren said that her husband will be sentenced next month. Mackenzie Bezos revealed this week that she has donated $1.7 billion to charitable causes over the past year, a bulk of them going towards racial equality justice cases. The ex-wife of 
Amazon's head honcho Jeff Bezos also recently dropped her married moniker and will now go by her maiden name, Mackenzie Scott. She is still the second richest woman in the world, with her net worth being worth about $60 billion, according to Bloomberg. It's not a bad place to be. Duh. Not at all. Anyways, let's continue. Andy Cohen is speaking out about his strong COVID-19 antibodies and how he is prohibited from donating them due to his sexual orientation. The Bravo host told ladies of The View that he was informed that he has robust antibodies after catching the virus back in March. But due to the FDA regulations, he is not allowed to donate plasma because he is gay. Cohen said that he is questioning why the FDA can't loosen their restrictions during the pandemic as so many other adaptations such as mask wearing and social distancing have been put into practice. What do you think there? Do you think he has a point? I'm just asking. You have to think about it. So many different things to talk about. We are talking about strong antibodies. Anyways, let's continue. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, revealed that he was once in the running to play. Are you ready for this? Willy Wonka. The 38-year-old said that Tim Burton had considered him to play the, what, 38-year-old? Maybe that was when he was 38, because it can't be now, because he's older than that. The 38-year-old said that Tim Burton has considered him to play the iconic character in his remake, Charlie and the Chartley Factory, despite him being relatively a newbie at the time. Yeah, that was definitely it. The role ultimately went to Johnny Depp, who who noted was the biggest star in the world when the film was made. Boy, what a few years um, things change. And a little gifts left behind, according to Amber. Yeah, I had to go there at some point. What's this going to happen? Just kind of how it goes. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. Let's talk about some important things real quick before we get too far and into it. Number one, we talk about this all the time, but I want to make reference to it because today is important. Every day is important, but this day is important because we're here right now. If you are suffering of suicidal thoughts, depression, and so on, and you are looking for help, there's a number you can call, and they're there for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They are there to help you, assist you with anything that you need with local resources. If you don't want to call them, you can actually jump onto the website, and that's suicidepreventionlifeline.org, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Now, here's the thing. The phone line only works as a phone line. It does not work as a text service. So if you text, you're not going to get anything in response. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. They do not currently have that feature set up. So please call if you are running through that. The other portion, before I forget. Every once in a while, I know you might be sitting around, sitting in a meeting, doing something, and you get an Amber Alert that goes off on your phone, or you see it, or you hear about it. Have you ever wondered what happens after you get that? If you have, you can actually go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They have a website known as missingkids.org. You'll find all the information there about what's going on, about kids that could be potentially missing in your area. Previously, they were allowing people to help and assist with their time and donate their time in regards of helping out in missing children and helping them with some different things. 
Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, that is not allowed anymore. But they are willing to, if you can, and support, well, they will take a financial contribution via donation. If you want more information on what you can do to assist, or if you want to take a look at some of the stories that are there, there's over thousands of stories. You can go to missingkids.org for more information. Anyways, a lot of things that we do here is we talk about a lot of separate and different stuff. And we kind of go a little bit all over the place. Some days we're heavily focused on safety. Some days we're not. I just want you to know if you're kind of new to what's going on here. Let's talk about some birthdays that are going on today in the world of celebrities. Phineas O'Connell, if you don't know who that is, that is the brother and producer of Billie Eilish. He turns 23 today. Ivana Slavonsky. Yeah. Hannah McKay. She turns 38 today. A lot of people will get the reference if you watch Dexter. And she was on Chuck. Most people know her from Chuck. I always refer to her as Hannah McKay. Long story there. Maybe I'll share it one day. Tom Green turns 49. Hillary Swank turns 46. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, the Batman guy. You know, that guy. He turns 50 today. Vivica A. Fox turns 56. Delta Burke turns 64. Frank Stallone, 70. A lot of birthdays going on today. These are just the celebrity ones. Important things that happened on this date many, many, many moons ago. We can go back to, let's see, how far do we want to go back? 1965. Medicare becomes a law creating what would become one of the world's largest entitlements in history. As a signing of the ceremony, President Johnson hosted President Truman at the Truman Library in Missouri and, ass- and assigned Truman the first Medicaid card benefit. President Truman was once the first president to seriously address the nas- nationalized health care insurance program that was back in 1965 before i forget want to share a couple things next week if you want to come and hang out and do some stuff i got something for you i got something we can do together and this is something that if you're familiar with the hop nerd which i'm sure you are that is sam goodman we are putting on some small little event that we want to have some conversations with people Want to have a discussion. Now, this event will actually take place that you would be required to have a ticket, but it is free. We will never air on Safety FM, just in case, or any of the streaming services. It will be a virtual platform where you will get to be able to be there and interact with us. And let me kind of give you some more information on what we have going on. Well, I think we will, if it ever opens. So that event will be actually taking place on the 6th. So if you do get a chance, you can actually come to our website, safetyfm.com forward slash virtual, live virtual. And you can actually see the event right there. Click on it. It is a free ticket to get in. We What happens is we have conversations that kind of go in depth that we don't want to open for broadcast purposes. We're just actually having the conversations with the group that's there and they're able to interact with Sam and ask some questions about the journey that he's been through. And it's a question about equality. 
is what it boils down to. Like I said, if you get want some more information, go to safetyfm.com. Like I like to end the show, in case you're new, this is what we do. We talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate. So let's take it from the top. Number one, National Cheesecake Day. National Father-in-Law's Day. National Whistleblower's Day. National Chili Dog's Day. And National Intern Day. Interesting combination of days. I'm going to keep it as clear as I can and clean today. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.